Today on the Just Read Podcast, we're turning to Job chapters 12 through 15. Each of Job's friends have spoken. They agree that if Job repented, God would remove his suffering. But Job insists that he is innocent. In this reading, Job responds to his friends before they take it upon themselves to further chide him. Let's read Job chapters 12 through 15. Then Job responded, Truly then, you are the people, and with you wisdom will die. But I have intelligence as well as you. I am not inferior to you. And who does not know such things as these? I am a joke to my friends, the one who called on God and he answered him. The just and blameless man is a joke. He who is at ease holds calamity and contempt as prepared for those whose feet slip. The tents of the destroyers prosper, and those who provoke God are secure, whom God brings into their power. But now ask the beasts, and let them teach you, and the birds of the heavens, and let them tell you. Or speak to the earth, and let it teach you, or let the fish of the sea declare to you. Who among all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this, in whose hand is the life of every living thing, and the breath of all mankind? Does not the ear test words as the palate tastes its food? Wisdom is with aged men, with long life is understanding. With him are wisdom and might, to him belong counsel and understanding. Behold, he tears down and it cannot be rebuilt. He imprisons a man and there can be no release. Behold, he restrains the waters and they dry up, and he sends them out and they inundate the earth. With him are strength and sound wisdom. The misled and the misleader belong to him. He makes counselors walk barefoot and makes fools of judges. He loosens the bonds of kings and binds their loins with a girdle. He makes priests walk barefoot and overthrows the secure ones. He deprives the trusted ones of speech and takes away the discernment of the elders. He pours contempt on nobles and loosens the belt of the strong. He reveals mysteries from the darkness and brings the deep darkness into light. He makes the nations great, then destroys them. He enlarges the nations, then leads them away. He deprives of intelligence the chiefs of the earth's people and makes them wander in a pathless waste. They grope in darkness with no light, and he makes them stagger like a drunken man. Behold, my eye has seen all this, my ear has heard and understood it. What you know, I also know. I am not inferior to you. But I would speak to the Almighty, and I desire to argue with God. But you smear with lies. You are all worthless physicians. Oh, that you would be completely silent, and that it would become your wisdom. Please hear my argument, and listen to the contentions of my lips. Will you speak what is unjust for God and speak what is deceitful for Him? Will you show partiality for Him? Will you contend for God? Will it be well when He examines you, or will you deceive Him as one deceives a man? He will surely reprove you if you secretly show partiality. Will not His Majesty terrify you and the dread of Him fall on you? Your memorable sayings are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Be silent before me so that I may speak. Then let come on me what may. Why should I take my flesh in my teeth and put my life in my hands? 
Though he slay me, I will hope in him. Nevertheless, I will argue my ways before him. This also will be my salvation, for a godless man may not come before his presence. Listen carefully to my speech, and let my declaration fill your ears. Behold now, I have prepared my case. I know that I will be vindicated. Who will contend with me? For then I would be silent and die. Only two things do not do to me, then I will not hide from your face. Remove your hand from me, and let not the dread of you terrify me. Then call, and I will answer, or let me speak, then reply to me. How many are my iniquities and sins? Make known to me my rebellion and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me your enemy? Will you cause a driven leaf to tremble, or will you pursue the dry chaff? For you write bitter things against me and make me to inherit the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet, while I am decaying like a rotten thing, like a garment that is moth-eaten. Man who is born of woman is short-lived and full of turmoil. Like a flower he comes forth and withers. He also flees like a shadow and does not remain. You also open your eyes on him and bring him into judgment with yourself. Who can make the clean out of the unclean? No one. Since his days are determined, the number of his months is with you, and his limits you have set so that he cannot pass. Turn your gaze from him that he may rest until he fulfills his day like a hired man. For there is hope for a tree when it is cut down that it will sprout again, and its shoots will not fail. Though its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the dry soil, at the scent of water it will flourish and put forth sprigs like a plant. But man dies and lies prostrate. Man expires, and where is he? As water evaporates from the sea and a river becomes parched and dried up, so man lies down and does not rise. Until the heavens are no longer, he will not awake nor be aroused out of his sleep. Oh, that you would hide me in Sheol, that you would conceal me until your wrath returns to you, that you would set a limit for me and remember me. If a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my struggle I will wait until my change comes. You will call, and I will answer you. You will long for the work of your hands. For now you number my steps, you do not observe my sin. My transgression is sealed up in a bag, and you wrap up my iniquity. But the falling mountain crumbles away, and the rock moves from its place. Water wears away stones, its torrents wash away the dust of the earth. So you destroy man's hope. You forever overpower him, and he departs. You change his appearance and send him away. His sons achieve honor, but he does not know it, or they become insignificant, but he does not perceive it. But his body pains him, and he mourns only for himself. Then Eliphaz the Timonite responded, Should a wise man answer with windy knowledge and fill himself with the east wind? Should he argue with useless talk or with words which are not profitable? Indeed, you do away with reverence and hinder meditation before God. For your guilt teaches your mouth, and you choose the language of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, and not I, and your own lips testify against you. Were you the first man to be born, or were you brought forth before the hills? 
Do you hear the secret counsel of God and limit wisdom to yourself? What do you know that we do not know? What do you understand that we do not? Both the gray-haired and the aged are among us, older than your father. Are the consolations of God too small for you, even the words spoken gently with you? Why does your heart carry you away? And why do your eyes flash that you should turn your spirit against God and allow such words to go out of your mouth? What is man that he should be pure, or he who is born of a woman that he should be righteous? Behold, he puts no trust in his holy ones, and the heavens are not pure in his sight. How much less one who is detestable and corrupt, man who drinks iniquity like water? I will tell you, listen to me, and what I have seen I will also declare. What wise men have told and have not concealed from their fathers, to whom alone the land was given and no alien passed among them. The wicked man writhes in pain all his days, and numbered are the years stored up for the ruthless. Sounds of terror are in his ears, while at peace the destroyer comes upon him. He does not believe that he will return from darkness, and he is destined for the sword. He wanders about for food, saying, Where is it? He knows that a day of darkness is at hand. Distress and anguish terrify him. They overpower him like a king ready for the attack, because he has stretched out his hand against God and conducts himself arrogantly against the Almighty. He rushes headlong at him with his massive shield, for he has covered his face with his fat and made his thighs heavy with flesh. He has lived in desolate cities, in houses no one would inhabit, which are destined to become ruins. He will not become rich, nor will his wealth endure, and his grain will not bend down to the ground. He will not escape from darkness. The flame will wither his shoots, and by the breath of his mouth he will go away. Let him not trust in emptiness, deceiving himself, for emptiness will be his reward. It will be accomplished before his time, and his palm branch will not be green. He will drop off his unripe grape like the vine, and will cast off his flower like the olive tree. For the company of the godless is barren, and fire consumes the tent of the corrupt. They conceive mischief and bring forth iniquity, and their mind prepares deception. That was Job chapters 12 through 15. Job called out his friends for their smug assumptions about his personal life. Then he turns to God, begging for the opportunity to plead his case before him. However, none of this convinces Job's friends to be quiet. Eliphaz speaks for a second time, indicting Job for speaking rashly and turning against God. Thank you for reading with me.